I'm your inner dream monologue, and you're fast asleep, so I'll be quick. Great job using the Colgate Optic White Overnight Teeth Whitening Pen before bed. When used as directed, it gives you a visibly whiter smile in just seven days. So while I fly and talk to animals, you're removing teeth stains with ease. Sweet dreams. And when you wake up, keep on living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Are we live yet? setting up give me a minute such a professional program you got here wayne well i was gonna do it before they came on but uh you know looking for some new podcasts to listen to well look no further than the ratsaw review network ratsaw review is taking over the podcast world with plenty of shows to choose from within their network of entertaining programming including the flagship show ratsaw review with wayne noon greg noggle and lou mavs as well as occasional co-hosts manny mejias and james lilquist we also have the official ratsaw review spin-off such as album versus album screams from the grave where we discuss beloved yet forgotten hard rock and metal albums of the past and the king diamond podcast called this broadcast belongs to them we've also got old man metals music the Right Opinion with Harrison Bergeron. Beyond Bushido, a podcast dedicated to pro wrestling and MMA with James Lilquist and Eric Adams. No relation to the guy from Manowar or the mayor of New York City. The Vieira Ball with Ralph Vieira. Schmackamagab! Schmackamagab to you too, Ralph. The Team Otoki podcast featuring Stradivarius and Avalon founding member Team Otoki. The BS Sessions with Mark and Jerry. Just the Cheese, Please, a podcast dedicated to cheesy films of the 1980s with Tara J and Adam. The Friday Night Party with the great Harry Barnett and Evie. And the Music is Live podcast with Lou Mavs. The Ratsaw Review Network is your go-to one-stop shop for the best podcasts out there today. Go to RatsawReview.com for more info. And to find out where you can find, follow, subscribe, and comment on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and all streaming platforms. The Ratsaw Review Network. We're taking over. It's time for What's up and welcome to Rat Sale Review. Hey guys, what's up? Much man, how you doing, brother? How's it going? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Uh today we are joined by Tom and Steve from the band Held Hostage. Scott. Right? Scott. Tom right. and Scott. Oh, oh, Scott, what did I say? Steve, right? I'm, no, you know what? I got I'm, I'm talking to so many people today. I'm all over the place. We don't care. We'll call him Steve. He needs to right, we'll call you Steve. All right. Tom and Steve. <laughs> No, Tom and Scott from the band Held Hostage, and uh, uh, you put um, an album out called Epic. Uh, I have, it's, it's on digital here, so I yes, have it on my phone. Yeah. And you put that out what uh, twenty nineteen, right? Well, digital in 20, 2019 or twenty twenty, it was released physically. Oh, okay, all right, cool. And uh, you got uh, Tim Ripper Owens on there. Yeah, he's um, doing the album for us. Yeah, yeah. And now, is he like an official member of the band now? Because I was trying to find some information about you guys online, but uh, there's not really too much. But well, Tim isn't an official member, but he just sang our new record. We just we've got another album coming out here, Great American Rock, and uh, Tim's actually the lead vocalist on that too. And he does live shows with us too. He comes out and does all Hell Hostage stuff with us. Oh, all right, really He's a good cool. Friend, and uh, you never know what happens in the world, you know. <laughs> exactly. How'd you get in touch with him? Our manager knew him, and uh, when we were getting ready to do the Epic album, we were looking for the right singer, and I wanted to bring out a great singer and. Uh, he suggested Ripper, and uh, after talking to Ripper and signing him a couple songs like Lightning and things, Ripper said this is a great fit for him, and uh, he did a great job on the album for us. We're very proud to have him on there. Yeah, yeah, it does a really it good job. did well for us, I and mean, we sold thousands of copies of that record. We're pretty happy with it. Really? Cool. Even during a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> Which is very surprising. I mean, but it is good, though, because you know, a lot of bands don't know what to do during this whole pandemic thing, and, you know, it, thankfully now shows are starting to come back, but even even those are starting to get canceled here and there. But uh, don't put that started. evil on me, Wayne. Don't put that I evil on me. Why I got show coming up next next month? I need. I got Louisville. I the tool better survive. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. I hope hope you're all right then. 
but uh yeah so hopefully does the show stay do you guys have any shows coming up anytime soon or what are you guys uh, we're gonna start back out in may we're gonna release the album probably mid to end of may we're in the middle of negotiating with a couple different record labels um we're changing record labels um we're happy with metal mania records they did a pretty good job for us but uh mm-hmm. we're actually stepping up to a bigger label right now and we'll have that finalized i think probably what, next week yeah not in the next week we'll be able to announce who our new label is but it'll it'll be a good one yeah cool will you be will you be announcing that on facebook or where where will you be will will the fans be able to see that they'll probably see it through our publicist um our publicist will put it out you know brave words all over stuff but we'll have it on facebook too but we're gonna we're gonna follow what the what the record label publicist tells us to do you know we've got something we've got a guideline set out you know what we're going to do in the timeline i should say we're pretty happy with what's happening with us we've got some nice videos going and lots of different things our new album is a it's really kick-ass. I mean, that's all I can say is it's it's diverse. It's a side of Ripper people have never seen. And uh, even in the end, the last track we brought on, we even brought on an old friend, Joe Lynn Turner from Deep Purple mm-hmm. and Rainbow. He sings one of our songs, too. So Ripper's on 10. We have an instrumental for the 11th. And we brought in Joe Lynn Turner for the 12th. Wow. Really cool. Now, how'd you get to be friends with him? We met Joe, what, uh, we did oh, some shows in, what, three years ago? Years three, ago. four years ago. And um Joe, we do a lot of patriotic stuff. We do right. a lot of raise money for the military. And uh, Joe had been on a USO tour and we were talking to him and uh, he sang our song, Show Me the Way Back Home. And we're donating all the money to the Vietnam veterans. As a matter of fact, we just built uh, last year, we helped build a memorial in upstate New York for the veteran, Vietnam veterans, chapter 704. Um, we raised like $75,000 for them through concerts and music sales and helping those guys out. That's the real American right. heroes, those guys are in the military, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, that's that's awesome. Yeah, it's really you guys do a lot of stuff like that. Uh, is there like a, a reason behind it? Like, were you guys in the military or you're? And, well, my brother was a, a Vietnam veteran. When he came home, he talked. My whole family was military. And, okay. Uh, and my brother came back from Vietnam and told his people spitting on him. They only spit on him once because then he knocked their teeth out. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it was just horrible. You don't know, come back to be called baby killers and everything else. When they thought they were over there, thought they were doing what was right for defending our country. You know, right. yeah. they were treated badly. And so I just think they really need to, uh, people need to appreciate what those guys did and what those guys been through. And, and they're all dying off now at that age, you know, they're in their 70s yeah. and 80s. And, you know, so that we, we wanted to honor those guys. And I, they were, they were pretty good. We, uh, we played out in California metal, with the Metal Allegiance Band, uh, we did a dedication to the Vietnam veterans and the place went crazy, you know? Oh, wow. The guys from Metal Allegiance were really cool. Dave Ellison, all those guys, yeah. Mark, Mike Portnoy had a great mm. show out there. They brought us on as a direct support act and we were there for the NAM show and happy that we could help them veterans out and do something for them. You guys going to be doing any more uh, things around the VFW halls around the uh, upstate area or as I know, there's a lot of people. It's unfortunately it's the same situation with Iraq and Afghanistan uh, knowing for personal experience, the, the trials and tribulations those guys are going through is kind of similar, you know, dealing with a conflict of no objective, you know, victory or anything like that. So are you guys going to be continuing doing that for those guys since unfortunately are, Vietnam fact, is... there's something, another subject that we've taken on um, is suicide. Um, we've taken that on. It's not just for veterans, but for everybody. We had a couple of members, former members that uh, committed suicide and, um, I have a good friend out there that's uh, an Iraqi vet, and actually we we're helping him record, and we're helping him. And he had, he had went through some troubled times, and uh, we're proud to help him out. But our new song "Rise," it, it'll blow you away. It's uh, heartfelt, and it's a side of Ripper the world's never heard before. And I mean, it's a great rock ballad, and uh, we're planning on doing something with that to help the veterans too. This yeah, song will grab you. It will. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. Is this a, like a brand new song? Because when I'm looking looking through the uh, Amazon Music and I saw an older album, uh, Fallen Heroes. Oh no, Fallen Brothers. Fallen Brothers sorry. Yes. Yep. Um, I noticed that a lot of those songs were on this new album, Epic, too. Uh, so are these all new songs that you got on? All the- brand new songs that are coming on on uh, Great American Rock. So the Fallen Brothers was an album that we recorded in our home studio. Right. And it sold a couple thousand copies, and we said, Jesus, you know. So we took. I think we took five songs off that and put them mm-hmm. on the 12th song on uh, on Epic. But mm-hmm. that was with our old singer, old band. We, that was just something we just did for the hell of it. And it, and it took off and we got radio airplay around the world. We were, <laughs> you know, we were just screwing around with it, you know. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. They said, Jesus, we better go back in and cut it, cut these the right way, you know. Right. But all great American rock is all brand new, all brand new uh, songs and stuff. And I think the, it's pretty powerful. Yeah. 
Cool. There's, Can't wait to hear it. I mean, it's like everything. It's like from Tom Petty meets freaking Metallica. You know, it's, the album is so diverse. I mean, Ripper was blown away by the songs. Mm. All right, cool. Who's who's the uh, main songwriter? Does Ripper write some of the lyrics too, or you? Uh, no, you guys? I'm the main songwriter. Scott wrote one of the songs with us, uh, the master. But uh, usually, I write the songs. But I'm trying to get this guy to write too. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he's going. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's hard to write lyrics. I mean, I'm I'm terrible at writing lyrics because I have my own band too. So it's like, yeah, when we started doing our first album, I was like, kind of stumped at like, what do you write about, you know? And that's it's kind of hard to like pick a subject, you know? Well, that's uh, see, like I've told these guys, I wanted to write an iconic riff, and the song "The Master" when you guys hear it, it comes out with this iconic, great guitar riff I came up with, and it's about addiction. You know, everybody's okay. got an addiction in life, whether it's alcohol, drugs, women, sex, whatever it is, you know, and uh, it's a, it's a demon that we're all fighting, you know. It's yeah. That's what the song The Master is about. And hmm. uh, the whole process, it's like, oh, we had that. We didn't have a name. We didn't know what's here. All right, we got this <laughs> song. Okay, let's call it this. And then uh, the lyrics just came. It was like in about 10 minutes. So, right. And, and yeah. it was, it was just, it just happened. It wasn't forced. It just kind of happened and, you know, put it all together. And, and, and Ripper just, he finishes off. Oh my gosh! I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. See, Wayne. See, Wayne. What happens when you watch movies other than Motorama? You actually get this thing called inspiration. You make these things called lyrics. You know. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I mean, Wayne. Good point. He brought up. You know, I, I once read that Paul Stanley wrote uh, "Tears Are Falling" in ten minutes during a plane takeoff. Yeah. He can write something that bad and make it a hit. You should be good, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so that now you guys have been around a, a pretty long time since I think like 1984 ish, right? I, I started the band in 1984. Um, Scott and I went to school together, knowing each other. When did you join? And, and oh, what, what about six six years ago? Six, yeah, yeah. So I, I six, was a uh, years ago. I went through a divorce and, you know, I was out touring with Eddie Money and everything else with Held Hostage. We were doing a lot of stuff and uh, I was a single dad. So I quit the music business for a while. I told everybody I was going to come back and I ended up, I went to real estate and did very well for myself. I actually ended up buying a real estate company and sold it. But uh, I came back and I talked with my friends like Ross, the boss and Eddie Money before he passed away. I told those guys I'm all coming back into music. And when I left, they said, you'll never do it. And I came back, when I came back, Ross called me and said, Hey, Come to New York City and open for me. So we took a tour bus down there, sold out a bus, 55 people on it within an hour. We went down to New York City. We rocked the place. And ever since then, and next year later, Ross and us, we all did a New York, New York or a United States tour with the yeah. Whale Blast. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Wow. Incredible. And we did. I, when Man of War was playing, um, I was out on their Fight in the World tour. We were doing direct support for Man of War in the United States for Fight in the World. And, uh, Oh really? The drummer Scott wow. Columbus was actually my drummer for Held Hostage, and they okay. were looking for a drummer. And I introduced Scott to them. I said, and "The guys in the band were all pissed off at me." I said, "Listen, right now we're playing clubs. Scott's ready for Coliseum. We'll get our shot. Right. Don't be babies about it. Be happy for him." You know, when I told him today, you know, Scott didn't even know I got him the audition with Man of War. And he's telling yeah. us, "He's going, holy shit, guys! I got this great band, and I'm going to be going to Europe, and we're doing an album." I said, "Yeah, I know. You're welcome." <laughs> <laughs> you got to so, for people. Man. So, you, so you got the alternate. You got the alternate uh, version of Eric Adams, whereas I got the uh, the the great value version of Eric Adams. Oh, so. really? <laughs> <laughs> my co-host for my podcast, he, he he actually took name. He actually took his name from the Man of War singer. So, oh, okay, yeah, I know we know Eric, yeah. Joey, all those guys. Like I say, we tour. Yeah, Eric's got a great voice. Yep, we we toured with those guys, partied with them, and uh, had a lot of fun. You know, like I say, uh, when in the United States, they called us and put us on tour with them, so that was nice. So we're happy. Yeah. Any uh, crazy Man of War stories? Yeah, but we don't want to talk about them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't think so. <laughs> you guys are all married, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we, just, we had some wild parties that's all i can say is we had some crazy wild ass parties those guys knew they knew how to party right yeah. <laughs> plausible deniability i like it somebody somebody did take some lessons <laughs> <laughs> yep. denying demand proof <laughs> yeah right um and so you you said you toured with Eddie Money. Um, any anything with him? Like what did you? Eddie was a crazy. Well, I Eddie. So what happened with Eddie is 
he, he was in he was in New York State and he uh, held hostage was we were opening for him and he loved the band so he said Jesus Christ he said I got six more shows out here and we took off he says you guys want to go on tour with me so we said sure so we heard all these tours Eddie would try to get you fucked up before you played okay <laughs> he was he would come out there with shots and everything else and the last night here's the story I'll tell you last night I played with Eddie in Syracuse New York I talked his roadie into giving me shots of water. You know, he's doing vodka. And I'm doing water. One just getting, I got him some damn shit face when he went on stage. <laughs> he ended up calling me on the stage. I didn't know the song, Two Tickets of Paradise. I'm up there just rocking and jamming. He pulls me out there last night, but it's a crazy time. Things like that, you don't forget. But I remember getting his ass drunk. Yeah, wow. That's really <laughs> he deserved cool. it all the times he got us drunk. Because I was like, now we don't drink before we play. But I was like, Back then, it was a party, you know. <laughs> and did you stay in contact with him, like, I, over I the years? Did, I did for a while, and then when I left the music business, you know, and he continued on. I just, you know, I became a father, and that was, I had to keep my focus on my son. And I said once right. he grew up, which he did, great kid. He's, I'm a grandfather now, believe it or not. A young grandfather, guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. It's the same. Okay, I, <laughs> but, uh, I love it. You know, life yeah. is good. And we're back. We're having more fun than we've ever had in our life. And right now, we've got. Uh, when I said I was leaving Metal Mania Records, which was MBD Entertainment Group, we, I had 10 record offers within the last month when the record companies wow. came to us, you know, because they knew I said, I'm going to write the most diverse album I've ever done. And and to bring Ripper back on board for the second album. And and now he's got a feel for Hell Hostage. And since he's played so many live shows with us, too, it's been great. Mm. I mean, you talk about a Man of War show, you know, Ross the Boss, well, was it two years ago? Last year, a year and a half. Yeah, a year and a half ago during the uh, lockdown, we did an outside show. We had Eric, we had Ross the Boss on there, and uh, Mark Lopes, and Mark Lopes, and uh, Ripper Owens all together playing, all doing hell hostage stuff the whole oh, wow. night. Yeah, wow, blasting. They all came out and did a sold out crowd, and we we uh, donated all the money to the first responders, yeah, healthcare workers. Yeah, yeah. so it was, uh, it was a nice benefit. Well, it, it was. Uh, quite a thing to pull that off at the time yeah and we had to have the right venue and the right setting and everything worked and you know everybody just pitched in and did what we yeah. had to do and we could sell 500 tickets yeah. and we sold them out and, and it was uh-huh. yeah. but to bring ross think about it man of war you know judas priest and held hostage all on the same stage it was just a, it was a great night man it was a lot of fun yeah. and, and everybody needed that night out at that point in time i mean you're just craving for something and it was just mm-hmm. well received because everything was locked down yeah uh, yeah. Right. Stir crazy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So you're you're talking about the diversity of this new album. What uh what inspiration did you guys like take? Like like were you guys listening to certain bands or did you guys get like any inspiration from anything prior to making the album? True to life stuff is what I was writing about. True to life stuff. I always write about what's happened in life, like the you know watching people go through suicide and just uh, here's a quick story about the suicide song. On a Friday night, I sit down and I'm thinking about the guys that had killed themselves, you know, and committed suicide. And about my friend that's, you know, he's going through a rough time. I sit down, I pick up the acoustic guitar, I write the whole song, go to sleep. Nine o'clock in the morning, my phone rings on Saturday morning. And there's this lady, her name is Joanne Longley. She says, Hi, is this Tom Collier from El She says, Yes. She says, You know, I heard you guys are a really good band. She goes, I wanted to reach out to you because I'm the head of the suicide prevention center and we're doing an outdoor concert we want to know if hell hostage would come and headline this and i go are you kidding me she goes what do you mean i said last night i wrote a song called rise about suicide what are the chances of that happening we pulled it off we did her outdoor concert for the summer and it was a great fundraiser for her you know everybody did we did very well but i mean i just it was just too ironic something like that happened Mm. right cool well, it's, it's, it's also needed to be pointed out there. Sorry, I'm sorry, Wayne, for coming in there. But this is kind of a topic for me because, you know, it hits kind of close with my unit suffering from it. But, you know, it's uh, it's good to be giving people options and everything to show that it's not just your lonely battle. Because from what I remember, the line that's best for me was uh, suicide is a short term choice to a long term problem. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, so. To, to deal with it that way, you know, it doesn't help fix the issues that are going on. And, uh, you know, people, and, and I know it's a very difficult decision. My unit uh, has gone through four of them this past three years. So it's been, it's been a difficult situation, but it's a thing that I'm glad that you guys are doing something about it. And to bring Ripper into the spotlight and our, and our new publicist is a pretty 
brand. I mean, everybody we're working with a new record label yeah. and stuff. I mean, they're standing. They're, they're they're coming behind this band, and they just they were just in love with what we've done and the cause and stuff. It's, we we're, I'm not looking to make any money off that song. I will donate every penny for that song if it helps one person. One person, it's worth it. I wrote that song. That's why I look at. I consider it a gold platinum record if it stops one person from committing suicide. Yeah. Cool. I hope I hope it does. You know, I hope it does. You know, make some kind of an impact too, and it helps out a lot of people. Um, now, Scott, where, where did where's what's your background with uh, coming into music? Oh, and into the band, different facets of music throughout the years. Um, actually, Tom and I we used to jam together before held hostage when we were really? kind of out of out of school. You know, and uh, uh, I was I was involved a lot in sound engineering and, and different things at that time with the, a lot of the guys around uh actually was around man of war back when scott had joined the band and, and independently tom and i had always been friends since school but separate story i found out scott's in the band found out tom hooked it up i knew scott you know knew tom so there was a great connection and, and, and ross and joey and eric i those guys were around, and and at the time I had it, I was in college. I had a radio station. Those guys would come in, sit in on the radio station, uh, and those are the early days of Man of War. I mean, right when uh, Into Glory Ride came out, um, you know, and there was a lot around in this area at that time. You know, I mean, uh, the Rods were around. I mean, we always been, deal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he just got into Black Sabbath, uh, so there's a lot of things that way, and you know, I always was involved in different things and like Tom took time off to raise his son and uh, my daughter, they're the same age, you know, we'd run each other at school, different things. And, you know, even our parents had some different things where we crossed paths through the years. It's almost like a parallel thing. Both of us are, he's much older than I am. Man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it looks a lot. In a couple of years. So we kind of had a parallel thing and all of a sudden, you know, my daughter got married, you know, my son got married. Yep. Yeah. So we had a mutual. Not, uh, not to each other. Right. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no geez. It's bad enough having to the band and see him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But, you know, we, we had uh, something happened. Uh, we had a mutual business situation. And yep. I said, hey, what are you doing? Hey, hey, what are you doing? Want to play some guitar? Yeah. He says, come on over. What was that? Yep. Seven, eight, nine That's, years ago. So he came over and started playing guitar. And I'm a drummer, too. So I would drum while he played guitar. And I made him learn the songs on guitar while I was drumming. <laughs> <laughs> I forced him to learn them. I said, yeah. you learn a whole yeah. song. you learn every whole song. song. He says, here. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, so it was, a, it was a process and we've had a lot of fun, you yeah. know, and, and it, at our age, it's like, hey, let's let's see what we can do. Let's have yeah. some fun with this. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, music is for, you know, someone of any age, really, you know, like, you know, I'm in my 40s and I had a band back when I was in my 20s and I was hoping for it to last forever. But obviously, you know, shit happens and they don't, you know, they just stop. And then uh, in, in my 40s, I, I made another band you know now we're making music again so it's you know the cool thing is that you know we we like a lot of all the same music you know we listen to all the all the stuff that the the music is oh yeah yeah we're at a lot of the same concerts all the time yeah van halen foghat numerous times iron Iron maiden um you know it's just on and on and the various forms of Sabbath. We were fortunate to be able to see that, uh, yeah. you know, Every I, form of it. I, it's just, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so all those things kind of go into who held hostage is. I think everybody, you know, as the years go by, you take all that stuff in and, and then it just becomes who you are. You, you just yeah. draw on all those different influences from, yeah. you know, um, from all, all, way back we were know. big rods fans and you know carl kennedy ends up drumming with us the yeah. rod drummer when i needed right. to call him carl comes out and drums with us he's, he's, <laughs> he's just kind of a we've had I mean, what a whirlwind you know, yeah we're, we're connected with a lot uh, of the bands from the, from the priest you know jesus yeah, we did show molly hatcher molly hatcher you know it, wow quiet riot quiet riot yeah. all those Uli john roth Uli i mean roth. just in, yeah. incredible um and joe of course joe and yeah, exactly and yeah. you know so so it, it just 
that's what music's about to me. Yeah. Yeah. Put all this together and let's go rock the fucking yeah, let's place. Let's rock it. <laughs> and help people. Help it, people. Yeah. Well, amazing. It's, it's, when I put together Hell Hostage, it was to help people too. Okay? Yeah. That was the premise. And, and that's always been and the, I've raised the, almost a million dollars helping family and people out. And that's more important. Yeah. I tell people if you're in it for the money, you came for the wrong reason. We've been blessed and we've been lucky because we have we have survived and, and we've made a living off from it, but we've also been able to help people. And that's the most important thing. You know, is yeah. to go out and give somebody when somebody's house burns down and you go and you buy their clothes and their food and you know, you're able to help them out with rent for, for a year, you know, things like that. You don't forget that. You know? Right. But yeah. you do it because you want to do it too. And that's the other thing. We don't do it for the recognition, we do it because we want them to do it, you know. Right. Yeah, and that's the the right way to look at it. You know, there's a lot, like you said, a lot of bands just do it for the money, and and for what reason, really? Especially like now in today's world, like even like with the Spotify thing going on right now, with the everybody leaving Spotify apparently. (laughs) But you know, nobody's making money on digital sales, and record sales are down, and and, uh, CD sales and stuff are down too. So, you know, it's hard to make money anyway. So, why not have fun at least playing music? But you can also help people on the side. That's 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 awesome. Absolutely. Once uh, once the song Rise gets out there, I'm going to contact Suicide Hotline and see if they'd like to use that. And I think yeah. that's a song that will appeal to everybody from country to heavy metal. And as a matter of fact, when we're done, I will email you that song as long as you don't re- release it. I will not share it. No, I always get songs I promise people. The gentleman that's a veteran. I want you to, will you send right. that for me? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I, actually, actually, I'm still, I'm still active, so. Still, yeah. Okay, well, I still want you to listen to this song. No, absolutely. You promise me you won't send it to anybody, the record company will Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All my connections, yes, exactly. Yeah. Here, in, here in Knoxville, yeah. I'll send it right to Dolly. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we want to release that song. We can't, we're going <laughs> to, our record label will be upset. Cool. I can't wait to hear it. Um, so, you know, since the band's been around so long, did you ever record anything like earlier, early on? Like, did you have any demos or anything? Yeah. So I actually have a recording from the eighties uh, that I did with Scott Columbus. Um, and then in the nineties, I recorded with him before he died, but uh, we released the song rocking a night away, took it on cassette tape to all the radio stations around and it went to number 41 in the nation. You know, oh, wow. That tape, you know, wow. for, you know, the rock shop, all these places picked it up. It was really cool. But back then it was cassette tapes. And mm-hmm. I drive around and they play it. You know, we used to drive around here locally and they play us on the local stations mm-hmm. all the time, all the FM stations and stuff. Yeah, that's we cool. But it was hard work though, because we went and did that. You know? Right. Well, it was, it, was yeah, a well, back- it was a different time. You couldn't, you couldn't, yeah, there was a different way of distributing music back then. Yep. Absolutely. You know, there was, there was nothing, you know, there wasn't this newfangled internet thing going on. So, yeah, absolutely. You had to drive around with them, you know. <laughs> so, actually, I had a question about that. So, when you were just starting, what was the wildest place you guys ever had to play at? Oh my god! <laughs> oh, it's, it's a week. <laughs> no, yeah, well, it was I can tell you, we were out. We were before we went to all original. We were doing like Judas Priest covers and things like that. So we get booked at this place. Uh, uh, Chimney Bluffs Tavern is called. Little fucking hole in the wall. Excuse my language. We go in there and we're like. They're playing your cheating heart on there by Hank Williams Jr. And it says this guy, um, we need to pool, move the pool table. And he says, spits on the floor and says, ain't nobody moving this pool table, son. <laughs> to, to play, you know, he says, I ain't moving the pool table for us. I said, well, you got about 20 minutes to finish your game. I go to the owner and I says to the owner, I said, look, man, these fucking people won't let us see. We, we got, we're a rock band. We're a heavy metal band. What do you do? It's just. I'll just give it a try. I said, we're going to get paid, right? She said, yeah. So we go in there, and I'll never forget this. They're all up front with us. You know, they got their cow shit on and shit. We're all farmers to ourselves. But, I mean, we, we're going, what the hell are we going to do? So I looked at them, and I said, there's this drunk guy over there named Peanut. It's his birthday. Said, we're going to do C and G and bring Peanut on here and get Peanut up there. He's up there screaming, Peanut's drunk. And we're just, dum, 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 dum. <laughs> Finally, he gets off the stage, and we just go right into green monolishi. By that time, they're off their front going, yeah, screaming. <laughs> I said, I can't believe it. We left her and they're like, you guys got to come back. And I'm thinking, we ain't never coming back. Like, yeah, we'll be back, thanks. But some booking agent booked us out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> wow. like, Holy shit. But that, was, that was one of the craziest places. <laughs> straight out straight out of Blues Brothers with the it chicken wire. We just didn't have the chicken wire. That was yeah. the only thing that happened. <laughs> the guys in the band are like, what are you going to do? I said, Peanut's going to sing with us. <laughs> C and G, the drummer just back there. I said, just do a short beat. We had, he must have sang that song for 20 minutes. Peanut's drunk. Oh, my <laughs> God. Boy, you know? 
Yeah, that was one of the craziest times. That was I'll never forget that place. Yeah. That's too funny. Yeah. Should have made the peanut part of the band. I well, <laughs> next time we were coming out, they helped us load our gear and everything. We we're like, really? oh, oh yeah, we we're gonna trash it. <laughs> All because you didn't move the pool table. No, they did move it for us, but we didn't move while we were shooting this game. He's like, you ain't moving that pool table. I was like, good God. We had to. That was the whole stage. It was the pool table. I was like, are you kidding me? I mean, we've been playing big stages and shit. I'm like, we pull up to the place and said, that's not as big as our rehearsal hall. <laughs> Jeez. But we had fun. We made it. Made that's it all that matters. You had fun. Yep. You made it. You made it work. <laughs> Thank God Peter was drunk. <laughs> uh, and then what's what's the best show you've played? I would have to say the Metal Legion show in California. And we had a lot of great shows, but so we went out there and um, and I never forget when we walked on the stage, you know, all the guys from Metal Legions were there and we started playing and the uh, crowd went crazy. It was a sold out show, 3,000 people. And by the time we were done, Dora... Dave Elves and Mark Mike Portnoy, all those guys were on the side stage where they came out to watch us. The crowd was going crazy. And we come off the stage and I'll never forget Dave Elves and grabs my hand and says, You guys fucking rocked. And their manager steps in front of me and he says, I'd pay to see you guys. You guys are one of the best bands I've ever seen. I can't believe I've never heard of you guys. I'm like, thank you. He goes, No, I'm serious. I would pay to see you guys. And every one of them guys from Metal Legion yeah. thanked us as we were watching. They had they were getting ready to go on stage after us, but they just it was a really cool show. I would say that was one. We had some great shows. I mean, Philadelphia, we had a great show in Philadelphia too, but I'd say the Metal Legion show was really good. And then we got a bunch of endorsements the next day at the NAMM show. All these companies endorsed us, which was nice. Really cool. Awesome. Uh, Greg, you got anything? Oh, I know. Uh, Greg, you mentioned that uh, song, uh, Tonight, Tonight. Yeah, I I was going to say to actually answer uh, Tom did and Scott between the two of them, all my questions just in uh, talking I had about the new (laughs) album. But who did the Bond Scott impersonation? Because that was great. Super cheeky. I I looked up the bedroom stairs. (laughs) (laughs) cold in there. She asked me to come in and I smile with my wicked grin. The was raised in the sky. My blood was running red hot. Bon Scott was one of my favorite singers of all time. So yeah, that was me. That was awesome, Tom. Ripper sang it, and then I did the Bon Scott. <laughs> yeah, we had we had a, we had a, we had a discussion about that. We were trying to figure out who it was while we were like all of us were listening. We were all messaging, so like, going, okay, who's all right? Who's going to ask the question? Who's going to ask the question? <laughs> yeah, that was me. Yeah, we used to do that. The crowd was going crazy. We get the crowd chanting tonight tonight, and I say, any Bon Scotts fans out there? And we get them going. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. that 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 is a great song i mean people just plug into that and it, it's just just a lot of fun and that's about going out you know back in the 80s going home having fun i mean acdc had their whole lot of rosies we have our tonight's tonight because our old yeah. singer was, he yeah by scott was his guy it was I his mean, guy and, but he would drink and you know <laughs> love the guy but there'd be a beautiful girl here and there'd be a whole lot of rosie here and somehow he ended up with a whole lot of rosie <laughs> That's called a wingman, all right? Absolutely. So I'd say, okay, see. <laughs> yeah, we should. Oh. <laughs> we had a lot of fun, though. Yeah, we back the early the days of Hell's Hostage. It was, it was yeah. crazy. Yep. And, and and we just we lost him. Yeah, we just lost him last yeah. year. Yep. Oh, was, really? Oh, that's, we did a great benefit and yeah. tribute to him. And yeah, we actually raised the money for his funeral, and we we're very proud that we were able to help help his daughter out. You know, and yeah. gave her a little bit of head start in life yeah. too. Yeah, Mm. Yeah. that's good. I'm sorry to hear about that. That's terrible. Part of life as we get older, unfortunately. Unfortunately, yes, I know. Unfortunately, um, what was I going to say? Uh, I'm losing. I I just lost it. Damn it! I hate when that happens. I don't know. It doesn't matter now. (laughs) It's Uh, called getting. It's called getting old. You know, Wayne. Yeah, it is. It is. He is in his forties now. I am. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, every you know everyone loses their mental faculties at different age. You know, Wayne's just really early. You know, and then James just keeps talking, and makes it worse. Oh, 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 you're gonna blame the young guy. Got it. Got it. Yeah. yeah. There you go. You're not that. We have discussed this. Greg's actually younger than you, James. What's that? You're you're younger than James. Yes, I am. But I was gonna say, regardless, I'm, I'm younger than both of you. But I don't think, yes. think either one of you could either top the time. 
I saw that commercial for Fruity Pebbles with marshmallows. Now, mind you, an amazing product. Forgot we were doing the show and went to Walmart to get a box. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will never let you forget that. A joke impossible without marijuana. <laughs> oh, it was definitely involved. <laughs> and it's not really a joke. It totally happened. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I was trying to, to keep the kayfabe going, but hey, you know what? Freaking, you know, expose the business. Yeah. <laughs> we're doing a podcast, and I'm like, you know, where's Greg? Where's Greg? And then after we're done with the show, because I said, you know what? He's not here now. So let's just do the show and get it over with. And then it was over. Oh, I forgot. I was getting cereal. <laughs> and listening to venom you know you can't beat yeah, that you can't beat that yeah. um since you mentioned bon scott uh favorite acdc bon scott era album oh god i have to say you know i loved early bon scott you know before the before the highway to hell album was a great highway to hell was a great album mm-hmm. you know like problem child songs like that no, was it the live wire? The live wire, wire. yep, yep. Yeah. And, TNT. Uh, Let there be rock. Yeah, yeah. We 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 did TNT as a tribute, didn't we? For for yeah, I think yeah. we did. Yeah, we did. We don't do any cover tunes. We did TNT at his uh, at our uh, singer's uh, wake for him. You know, went mm. out, we had to throw an ACDC song in there for him. Yeah, but yeah, the old old Bon Scott was just really cool. I mean, the guy was a nutcase, man. I don't know if you watched or. Watched anything about him, but hold oh, on. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we're we're all ACDC fans. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're all yeah. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. Well, you know that Ripper does Bon Scott in, in Australia. He goes oh. in ACDC tribute boom. Well, he was before the COVID, but in Australia, he he toured in Australia as a Bon Scott. The guy can sing anything. I had no idea. Yeah, and he also does Ronnie Dio in um Dio Disciples. Dio Disciples. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So. The guy's just a phenomenal singer. Yeah, he's he's all over the place. Yeah, he does the uh, three tremors with uh, Sean Peck, who's been on the show. As we well. were going to do a couple of shows, of him, and then uh, um, what the hell? Something happened. To, uh, did he get sick or something? Yeah, there's some. Yeah, some. Yeah, we were supposed to do the three tremors tour with him out there. In fact, mm-hmm. I was going to go to Rochester and special guest with. Him. I know what happened. I was supposed to special guest with them in Rochester. I was going to go on stage and do a couple of Jewish priest tunes with them, and that was the night our friend Bill Bigelow got killed. Yeah. So I didn't I didn't go because a good friend of ours unfortunately got killed in a car accident and thought it was more important to go to his family. But uh Yeah. Yeah, totally understandable. Boy, you got a lot of people dying yeah. over by you. Don't hang around What's going on? <laughs> Actually, you know what? Let's just end the show. Uh thanks for coming on. <laughs> Just, just, just go out there and start putting the bolo like from uh, from Bloodsport to say you are next. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, it's too funny, but uh, yeah, Ripper's Ripper's awesome, and uh, yeah, I can't wait to hear him on the new song. So I can't wait to for you to send me that. I'm really excited to hear that. Yep, I definitely will send that to you tonight. I'll I'll send you the um the song Rise. I think you'll be surprised at the end of it. Ripper creates a choir a choir of his own. And then really? at the very end, he he sends he sends me this message. He says, "Because Ripper's a David Bowie fan too." Oh, you him. would never even know the way oh, you know, he handles his inner David Bowie at the very end, the last two lines of the song. It's like wow! It's like it, the song will give you chills. I mean, it really will. Hmm. And what he did with his the on the Epic album, Ripper just because you know, I produced it. Ripper followed what I said. I produced the Great American album too, but. Um, I gave Ripper free reign onto it. I said, you know, you want to add stuff. I said, let's do this. And and he really got into the song Rise. I mean, he he, he made that song uh, his own. He gave me so much to work with. He did it. Yeah, it was just and, incredible. And just emotional feeling. Because he knew what the song was about and stuff. And that was his second album with us. And he had played with us several times live. So it was he's now got a feel for the band. I mean, we're really, yeah. really tight as a unit when Ripper's on stage with us. Because, yeah. you know, usually, otherwise, I'm the lead singer. But... I prefer to have Ripper sing, you know, so it's, it's oh, great. Who wouldn't? <laughs> it's Ripper. <laughs> but it's great because we can harmonize with him. Last yeah, time, yeah. you know, doing three-part harmonies with the guy. And and so the last show he did with us, matter of fact, people don't realize this. Maybe you don't even know. Ripper's a great guitar player. I had no idea. Well, he came on stage and he walks over and grab and at our show, he grabs Scott's guitar and he starts, you know, he's doing some ACDC. Yeah. yeah and then he goes in a little way, bit yeah. of fast way. And then he looks at our drummer and says, do a drum beat. And then we just freaking tore up living after midnight. And he played the solo <laughs> on an open note. And I mean, 
It was a blast. I mean, the whole crowd went crazy when he did that, but that guy could play guitar. Yeah. Oh, cool. I, yeah, I had no idea. Um, all, we, all we know is him as a singer because he you know, sang in like almost all the all the yeah, bands that, that Wayne loves and, co- and we've covered. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Uh, actually, Jugulator was the. I'm younger than everyone else. Was the first Judas Priest album I bought as a new release. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, wow. love actually, it. To this actually, actually, mine too. That was my first Judas Priest album. Even though I, I liked Judas Priest before, Liar. but not that's, really that enough. Was a lie. No, I that's swear a... to God, I swear to God. Where? <laughs> I remember where I bought it, and yeah, I, it was the first one I bought. Hey, we were unleashed in the east. Unleashed in the east, and the British Steel. British Steel. Those were the you know. When um, first, we seen Priest so many times. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Last last time I seen him, uh, what was we we had free passes. They yeah, sent us passes. Priest with Deep Purple. Deep Purple and Priest opened for Deep Purple. Oh, wow, jeez! Interesting combination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was. It should have been the other way around. Deep purple. As, as you see, how good this combo is with Greg froze in in the standing O <laughs> as this is going oh, no. on at the same time. This is great. Oh, like- oh. <laughs> <laughs> just Greg sitting there going, "Yeah." <laughs> oh, well, I got this on record, so I can make a video out of that later. <laughs> You got now. That's my turn, I guess. Here next, yeah, so. creepy face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you you missed it. Uh, two episodes ago, our our other co-host Lou was talking about David Lee Roth and got caught with like this really creepy grin. <laughs> and so it's been a running joke of this podcast of like everyone has to get a weird freeze moment during the middle of an interview. <laughs> <laughs> and Greg had his today. Oh, it's too funny. Uh, when you guys come up with the music, do you get into a room? Do you do like old school or do you send files online, which is like the new way to do things? And- so what we need to do is like, I'll record it at home and then send it over to these guys. And then, but we have our rehearsal hall, you know, it's a, it's a one room schoolhouse. Huh? We started out in the slaughterhouse. <laughs> old slaughterhouse where you have to clean up the blood and shit like that. And we go yeah, in yeah, the yeah. rock and, you know. So, so then I bought the schoolhouse and uh, we ended up moving over there, but it was originally, uh, we called it the shack. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And we had a lot of parties in that place too. And after the pigs were gone, <laughs> we brought our own in. <laughs> True story. One of the songs tells the story. Stand Back. The song Stand Back talks about you know where we started and people laughed at us. We used to point their fingers at us. We say, oh, we're going to be rock stars. They all laugh. The same people come, hey, can we get free passes to your show? Oh, you can pay 50 bucks for it, you know. <laughs> That's the way to get back at them. <laughs> we had a lot of people that used to laugh at us, and it was like, now the same people are going, Oh, yeah, I knew you. I always knew you guys were going to make it. We're like, Well, cool. We, that's great. Now, we don't we don't have attitudes. We just we treat everybody the same. It's got to be, you can't have an attitude. And that's one thing I love about Rippers. The guy, you could, we sit down, we have a beer with him, we laugh, we joke. He's, he's the most down to earth guy you've ever meet in your life. And yeah. He's done as much as he's done. I mean, you wouldn't realize. I mean, like the movie Rockstar about him, and he'll talk about that and tell you, you know, lots of different things. We've had some great stories. Wow. Very cool. He's, he's one guy. I've actually tried to get him on the show. I talked to him a few times on Facebook, but uh, things just never worked out to get him on the show, but it will eventually. He's a, get there. He's a busy guy. Yeah, I think we'll, we're going to, you never know, because we, when the new album releases and stuff, we've talked about doing some, some interviews for us. And I mean, he's working on some other projects and stuff. Yeah. But, once our album hits, and we're, we're projected to hit May 15th is what we're hoping. Okay. It's been done. We've got it done. It's all done, mastered, and just right. waiting for the final signatures with the record label. Very cool. And I think I saw the artwork. I think it, it was on uh, Instagram earlier today. Yes. It's got the flag yeah. on the front cover. So yeah. it's, it's the final artwork? Yes, that is. So it's got the so that hammer in there. It's got the HH. We actually had that hammer designed. Everybody thought at first really? was, that hammer, I actually own the rights to that hammer. We had the guy, Stannis Decker, he's a famous artist in uh, France. He does Megadeth, Oyster Cole. Every ma- he's done Maiden. Every major artist has hired this guy. And, and we got him. He did the Epic album cover for us, too. But that really? that hammer, it actually, if you turn, it's got our logos engraved into it and stuff. Trying to get the picture there. That's it right there. So that hammer... If you blow that up with your fingers and you turn it, just let you look at the front of it. You'll see, you'll see the HH logo on the hammer. Oh, yeah. You right see it on the side. Yeah. Yep. Yep, there you go. And it's on the front of it too. That's hammers turned just enough where you can actually see it on the front. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Little things like that. I come up with little ideas like that. Just, you know, 
Yeah. I think it's kind of neat to figure that Check out. Check out the, the epic. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I like it. It's very, it's dark. It's, it's very, uh, you know, you got Thor's hammer almost look on air and it's, it's cool with the American flag. I like that. I like, I like the logo too. Who, who, um, came up with the, the design for the logo? Scott Bronner, friend. He's a photographer for Michael Shanker, Judas Priest. He's a good friend of ours and he's always worked with us. Um, he came up with the logo for us. You know, he's been, she's, he's shot us how many times, you know, numerous times. So. Good guy. He's a great guy. Yep, yeah. he is. He is. And he's a good friend of ours. And we're hoping that he comes along with the label, whatever label will go with it, they'll bring him along to. He's a graphic design too. But he actually was the creative director for this. So I handed it to Scott and I said, here's the ideas I have. You take care of it. The same thing with Epic. So he goes and takes care of it. He sends it back to me. Here's the ideas. And I just finally approve them. But he, he knows spot on, but pretty much what we're looking for there. Mm. Yeah, very cool. Awesome. All right. Well, um, where can people go to find your band and everything about you guys? Uh, well, they can go to www.heldhostageband.com or the Facebook, Held Hostage Band on Facebook, um, Instagram. Instagram. Uh, and occasional Twitter once in a while. Yeah, Twitter. Know. We don't get on there that much, but we should. Stay, stay away from Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Silly place. Please. Don't go there. <laughs> Very dangerous. <laughs> And of course, we're on all the, you know, Amazon and, you know, Spotify's and uh, iTunes, all that stuff, you know, every, everybody's on Yeah, and all the streaming, streaming. So I mean, we're getting rich from streaming. So yeah. you know. right. I got my eye on a big lighter. I'm hoping to get the next five. You know, be like a. Yeah. What? yeah. If you if you go to if you go do anchor, you know, after once in a while, you might actually get enough for a five dollar foot long from Subway. You know, that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can get two cheeseburgers for five bucks there. You see, there you go. Yeah, so there you go. There. There you go. Well, hopefully, in three or four years, we'll be able to go to dinner and get yeah. cheeseburgers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they send it. It's almost ridiculous. Like you get eleven dollars from them, and seventeen dollars. It's like. You know, back in the eighties, you got royalty checks for seventeen hundred dollars. You know, right? Yeah. Things it's like in pennies. I mean, I think we got one for like nine dollars and forty cents. I'm like, where the hell are you going with that? Came in and, like, <laughs> the yeah. and that's for all of you to share. Yeah. So <laughs> come back. You guys to all have to share the gallon and a half of gas. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah especially in this day and age. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, it sucks. It, it's sad, but you know. But, but you know you guys are doing it for the right reasons and it's not for yeah. the money it's it's you know for the charities and to help people and everything so you know that's that's the right reasons and that's yeah, and and while doing that we've been able to make a good living too because you know yeah. there's no saying pigs eat and hogs get slaughtered you know we're not out there to, to hurt anybody we're out there to help people you know and we've, we've done a lot of free shows where we just came in and said you know guys it's going to cost us money to play well it's the right thing to do and, you know right. and, and those, all those people when we're playing a show, all of a sudden they're all buying our tickets or they're buying our CDs, they're buying our t-shirts. I mean, God, I think we sold 1,100 t-shirts last year alone. Oh, wow. You know, and uh, I don't know, three, 4,000 CDs. It was, it was pretty, it was pretty good. And that was just from helping people. They just said, Hey, we want to buy it. You know? Yeah. You know, cool. I don't know about just to pass that on to help those, you know, where it's it needed. You know? Yeah. But awesome. I think well, you're doing like rise. And after I send that to you, I want you to send me back an email and tell me what you think of it. I, I definitely will. I'm very anxious to hear that. So can't wait to you send that to me. Yep, I will definitely get it out to you. All right. Cool. Wow, this is cool. Very cool. Yeah, very cool. Call us again because definitely I think uh, maybe we'll try to bring Ripper on the next time with us. Yeah, sure, definitely. Yeah, I'd like to have you guys on again. Yep, and we'll talk about oh, yeah, most, most definitely because yeah, we can. I mean, we uh, this is a pretty much free form. We can BS about anything we damn well please on this because you That's know like. Wayne tries yeah. to keep us on topic, but that doesn't really. Yeah, you know, if if you if you railroad him enough, he'll let you. He'll let you talk about whatever you want. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Within reason. I mean, if we're gonna talk about Motorama you know yeah <laughs> oh no no okay so no 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 we, we, I think we tried to talk about anything but that movie because i think we we drug that show an hour and a half longer than that that movie requested but hey yeah that was fun anyway but i'm uh, still so annoyed i had to sit through that and waste 85 minutes of my already short ass life and then my phone wouldn't work to get on there <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he never you know, he never got to show up to the actual show that we did to review the movie. So he watched it for nothing. 
Yeah, you he, guys yeah, don't. He, he had to suffer through nothing. <laughs> well, I sat there and had to tap out and like had to do palate cleansers, like go watch for night at the movies by the by the Marx Brothers, just to freaking get through the damn film. But yeah, you know, Greg freaking is over there. Oh, my phone breaks. Oh, da, 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 da. oh hey, what's this? <laughs> uh, oh no, my be- phone doesn't work. Squirrel. Yeah. Uh, before we leave, uh, is there any new bands that you guys have been listening to at all, or any bands that you've played with that you really like? Well, that's yeah. yeah. I, you know, I, I, new stuff. I don't know. We're we're entrenched classic guys here. I mean, I, we we kind of are too, a yeah, little bit. So uh, I understand. I'm trying. I'm trying to get them to to to, to branch out, and they they keep they keep going back. Well, if you yeah. hear the stuff that he sends us to listen to, you whoa, 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 no, <laughs> sir, sir, whoa. I sent you a good one, and you chose the bad one. All right. I, well, okay, I will agree with you on that one. It wasn't my fault you chose Ginger over Spirit Box. All right. Next time. I'm sure there's some great bands out there. We just, when I'm writing and writing music and stuff like that, it's all I just a feel. I just pick up the guitar and I feel it. And I think, like you say, when, when we're doing the master, when I wrote that riff for the master, I was like, it was just something I said, I'm going to write an iconic riff. Well, I you did. He, 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 well, you were up early in the morning. Yep. You wrote, he calls me up, you know. <laughs> Hey, I just wrote this iconic riff. You got to hear it. Says, Get over here. You know? <laughs> so, okay, hold on. I'll be there as quick as I, you know, and it, and it was, I mean, it just absolutely was. And, it, and it's just those things. And it, and you do that frequently. Yeah. I mean, there's times you're going, oh, I just wrote this other great thing. Come on, you got to check this out. And, and, and that's what keeps it fresh for us. And it just, right. but again, you're drawn from the whole lifetime wow. of, some of the best songs that make the albums of the next albums even going to be even better. I mean, yeah. some great. <laughs> we just we're just we had to decide, we, you know, yeah. what to put yeah. on there. But you know, I mean, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't don't leave those on the cutting room floor. Metallica might steal them and make a new album out of it. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the right there, twenty-four track. <laughs> uh, I, will, I really appreciate you guys. Appreciate you guys coming on the show. I had a lot of fun, yeah. and uh, good luck with the new album uh great what is it called great great american rock right that's the name of it we went back i wanted to go back to the roots of rock and roll what it's all about and that's what that's where i came up with the name great american rock somebody's talking to me, and everybody's like what kind of band are you death metal are you this or that it's like i said we're a great rock band so then i said you know what we're a great american rock band our next album is gonna be great american rock <laughs> well, yeah. it definitely fits the, the it works guys, so it works yeah. nice. all right so thank you again for coming on the show and we hope to talk to you again soon and uh everybody watching can go to their websites and you can also go to our website you can also hit subscribe to our youtube channel but you can also also go to ratsoundreview.com you can find us on spotify uh itunes uh anchor you know just look up rat sound review you'll find us all right and we will see you guys next time what are you saying and just to clarify for everyone, because I really want what? them to find the website, make sure you type in heldhostageband.com. Because yes. there are a lot of fucking crappy action movies named Held Hostage. Yes, yes there are. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Greg, for clarifying that, picking up where Elaine left that off and uh, actually, you know, doing the work for him to do properly. Um, yes. yes. I'm sorry. I- Toner did good and, for one. All and, right. and definitely check out Held Hosh's band on, on Instagram. You guys got a bunch of cool stuff on there. Thank you. Cool. Definitely do. All right, guys. Thank you very much, Thanks, everybody. Guys. See you next week. Bye-bye.